Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Bubble Hour, where real people tell real stories of addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Jean McCarthy. I write the blog Unpickled, and I've been telling my story there since my first day without alcohol in 2011. I tell my story there, and I hold space for your stories here, and I'm holding space today, but my guest wasn't able to make it, so it's just me, and I thought I would just spend a little bit of time anyway, because I had some kind of cool things happen this week that I thought would be nice to share with you, and um, we're on episode number 49 of season seven, if you can believe it. It's the 260th episode of the Bubble Hour. And I was talking with some people this week, and they were asking me just exactly how much work it takes to put a show like this together. And honestly, it does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of persistence. Um, it's the week after week after week after week after week of it that uh, that does take a lot. And uh, you see other podcasts um, well, they, they, there's a lot of excellent material out there and a lot that I really enjoy myself. And, um, but I can tell, too, that uh, a lot of um, other people doing podcasts find that it's, it's a lot of work. And sometimes they, they wrap it up after a few seasons or change course after a while because it is so much work. And um, so th- for that reason, I'm really, really grateful to the guests that come on the show because you're the heart of this show. And um, it just means so much for you to tell your stories and um, and stand in your truth because that is what helps people so, so very much. So um, I do volunteer my time to do this. And um, also it, as much or probably more time is spent in follow-up from doing the show, which means that people write in and want to connect with the guests or um, have questions or need some support, need some direction. Um, that does take a lot of time and, um, and that's, you know, my act of service and that helps keep me sober. So I'm really glad to be here and still be doing it after all these years. It's pretty amazing. So um, one thing I wanted to share with you about this past week was that I had a really amazing experience. I was uh, on a recovery retreat. As you know, I um, have gone numerous times to She Recovers. Their um, beach retreats in Mexico are just amazing. And so what I do is I um, uh, put all my groceries and pay all my bills on a credit card that accumulates travel points. And then I use those points to pay for my airfare to these um, retreats. It's pretty, pretty nice way to do it. And um, I, this time, oh my gosh, you guys, it was so amazing. So what I want to tell you about is something called a labyrinth. So one of the women uh, named Kathy, my new friend, Kathy uh, from Cape Cod, who's just an amazing woman, a psychotherapist and, and a woman with all kinds of really great gifts and talents created a labyrinth on the beach for us. And if you know what, if you don't know what that is, or even if you do, you can head over to my Instagram, which is Jean McCarthy writes on Instagram. And I posted some pictures of it. So it's this huge kind of one way maze that you walk through, but you can't get lost in it. And you just, it's a walking meditation is what it is. And so you kind of, you start at the beginning of this maze, this big, huge maze uh, that was sort of made in the sand out of seaweed. It marked the edges of it. And it's this circular path. And before you start, you pause and you remember who you are. 
this is in this particular one. I'm sure there's other ones with, with different ways of doing them, but this is a walking meditation. So you pause at the beginning and you remember who you are. And so for me, I just really got grounded into who I was as a kid before all the junk and the messages and the the world got in the way. And uh, and I also posted a picture of of that kid <laughs> on Instagram so that you could see the face that I had in mind. I mean, it's me, but it's so long ago. I mean, 1975 it was just a little beaner and it was just super cute picture. And I just love it because I'm just sort of looking up and looking like I was trying to look super mature, but you can just tell I'm just a real innocent kid. So I just kind of paused and just got really grounded in who that girl was before I just started believing that I had to be different than I really was. And then as you walk the maze, you release and you release anything that gets between you and that part of you of of who you really are. So as I was walking the maze, I was releasing anger and I was releasing um, things like um, judgment or fear anxiety and I sort of was just picturing myself sort of casting them off into the sand or casting them towards the ocean and um, you continue to walk and there's a center in the maze and what's kind of cool is you think you're almost at the center and you're like oh after the next turn I'll be at the middle but then all of a sudden after the next turn you're actually going away from the middle and you kind of have this moment of wait, did I get lost? But no, I can't get lost because it's a one-way maze. So you just keep walking and just keep trusting that you'll get where you're going. And then when you do get to the middle, you pause and you receive. So it's four R's, remember, release, receive, and then afterwards you return. So on the receiving portion of it, it's just sort of a center, a little round part in the middle. And I chose to just sort of kneel down and close my eyes and Um, You know, I really did have a feeling of clarity in the middle, and I felt like, not like a lightning bolt, like the skies parted and, you know, the thunder spoke my name or anything, but more of an experience of feeling like um, I I just sort of understood myself or I just sort of almost remembered who I was or, I don't know, just that good clarity feeling, clear feeling that you have when you've had a few minutes of quiet. I guess it probably took about seven to 10 minutes to wander into the middle. So after that much silence and introspection, I just had a moment of clarity and felt like I got some pretty good messages and direction. And then you return, you know, I stood and I wandered back out of the maze again. It was so beautiful. So yeah, go to, go have a look at it. And then Google Labyrinth in your community because apparently they are around. Some yoga, yoga studios have them. I know the United Church in my town here has one uh, upstairs in, their, in, a, in a room. It's painted on the floor and anyone can just go and walk it when they want or, you know, when the, when the building is open. Um, I've been to places like Kripalu where they have a maze I think it's made out of bushes or something. It was out in nature. I remember that. Um, so, And sometimes they're cut into the grass. So if you can find one, do one. And if you can't find one, you can Google instructions on how to make one. I'm going to make one in the snow. 
this summer, this summer, oh my gosh, uh, this winter, uh, ski, hill, ski season is about to start next week here in Alberta, Canada, where it's super snowy and not at all beach-like. And I'm really excited to make one in the snow and line it with um, pine branches and then uh, have the grandkids walk through it. I think they'll have fun. I don't imagine they'll be quite meditative, but I think it will be fun for them. So that was a really cool experience and something I never would have stumbled upon if I were not on this path of life where I'm meeting other people in recovery that are doing really cool things. I also wanted to share with you some other things that have been filling my time. I've been corresponding a little bit with some Bubble Hour listeners who are really uh, in those first tough days and wondering how on earth to fill the hours, fill the evening, stay busy, stay distracted, and um, and not drink. And, um, of course, you've heard on this show from previous hosts and guests and myself that um, staying staying busy really helps and it's much easier to be busy when you're sober than when you're blasted or numbed or pickled and um, uh, I have really discovered creativity is where a lot of my energy is going these days and one thing I'm doing right now that's been super interesting is that I'm making a recipe book for my mom so this is actually the second recipe book we've made and the third time we've made a book together um, as gifts for her to give to all of her grandchildren and great-grandchildren. So she gave me, she pulled out, this time it's a baking recipe book. She gave me uh, copies of all of her little recipe cards in her handwriting that are splattered with vanilla extract and, and, you know, sugar from decades gone by. And I scanned and, um, adjusted the images on on the ones I could and the ones that were beyond saving I typed up those recipes and then I also gathered pictures of all the women who she'd gotten the recipes from so my grandmas and my mother's aunties and pictures of my mom when she was young and all these women who influenced her cooking and so what started out as just being a Christmas baking book has kind of turned into this tribute to all of the women who influenced her cooking and taught her to cook and it sort of starts with uh, her mother and her aunts and then it goes on to her sisters and sister-in-laws and then um, to the recipes that were our family favorites as my sisters and I were growing up and I've got some super funky photos from the 70s in that section and some really fun backgrounds and it has just been a really beautiful project and there are lots of book sites it's just basically a, a photo book really and um, and then I will be sending those in hopefully tomorrow to get them printed up so that they're done in time for her to give out as Christmas gifts so I know it's probably a little late for you to do it this year but oh my goodness it's just been such a nice project to do together so if you have someone in your life who you think you might enjoy doing something like this with I really encourage you to like reach out to that person and ask them if they would like to create a book with you because my mom is in her 80s she doesn't see very well anymore she does have a computer she likes to look at the email on there and she likes to go on the google for some recipes but putting together a project like this is obviously going to be beyond her um, IT comfort zone. And it's well within my abilities. And what I didn't know how to do, you know, I was able to learn. So 
it's a way of filling my time that is just giving in a million different directions and um, I'm loving it. So that is one thing. Um, another, I guess I've been, I'm doing a lot of creative things. That's just a lot of my energy from not drinking has gone into creativity. So um, obviously writing, as you know, but also I got one of those vinyl cutters. Mine is called a cricket. I think there's also one called a silhouette. Um, there might be other brands. Let me know if there's other brands, but they're, they're like a printer. You hook them up to your um, computer and you download the program for it. And then you can make um, vinyl that you can iron onto t-shirts or put on water bottles or, um, uh, you know, make custom covers like for journals and stuff like that. So I, last year I made um, t-shirts for my daughter-in-laws and custom aprons and water bottles for their Christmas gifts. So that has been a lot of fun. And again, that's just a way to fill my evenings. Um, I got into watercolors and I'm not good at it at all. I really like instant gratification. So there are these super simple, um, what do you call them, tutorials for people like me. It's like a four-step watercolor thing. So if you go on Instagram and search or Pinterest and search watercolor tutorials, there's all kinds of things there. And um, you can just get um, watercolor supplies. They're not super expensive. You can get them from the craft store. That has been super fun. And I, I do a gratitude journal. And um, so I'll like paint some little thing and then write around it um, gratitudes for the day. That that was an idea that I got off of Instagram. And um, I usually kind of copy what other people do on Instagram because like I'm not creative enough to come up with things myself, but I'm creative enough to try copying what someone else has done. I think I say that that's the difference between being a crafter and being a artist. I've, I'm more of a crafter than an artist. The artist um, comes up with the ideas and makes them the crafters copy the ideas other people make. Is that right? I don't know. That's how I define it. Gee, if I've somehow inadvertently slighted crafters, forgive me, but you know, we're all creative is what I think. And it feeds that part of us. And then I've really gotten into um, beads. Whenever they go on sale, I go and pick up a bunch and I just have this big box of beads. And um, when we've had a company visit us and they have teenage girls, like up at the lake this summer, a friend came that had some teenage daughters and I was wondering how to entertain them. And um, I got out this box of beads and we made bracelets and necklaces and anklets and that was super fun. And then we also got out some essential oils and made um, roller balls and these inhalers. And if you don't know what an inhaler is, you might remember um, the Vicks Vapo sticks. Do you remember that? It's like a little tube and you pull the lid off and then you put it up to your nose and you sniff and it smells like Vicks VapoRub and it helps clear your nose. Well, you can get blanks of those. You just order them online. They're inexpensive. And uh, you take a wick and you drop oil, essential oil onto it. And then you put it into the inhaler and close it and put the lid on it and make a little label for it. And actually, on the retreat that I just went on, I made everyone their own little custom inhaler. And I made them all with the same fragrance or scent, essential oil. And the idea of that is that 
smell is reportedly a fantastic memory trigger. And so the thought is that if you have this little smelly stick with you, and whenever you're having a lovely moment on your vacation, you sniff it. And then when you go home and you're feeling kind of bummed out that you're not on vacation anymore, you can smell your smelly stick and it will help bring you back into those good feelings of being on vacation. So that's kind of a fun gift too if you are um, having company or you're doing something special and you want to have a little inhaler for everybody to help as a memory trigger. I don't know. I know it sounds kind of goofy, but it was a fun gift and it was it was a inexpensive, fun thing to do for people. And like I say, it fills my time and that helps keep me sober. I want to give a shout out to the people who I have been writing to this week. Uh, lots of people are corresponding. Lots of people are just getting started on sobriety or re-embracing their sobriety and finding that uh, the blog and the podcast are helping them out. I really do my best to keep up with messages. Sometimes it's like drinking from a fire hose, but I do uh, as much as I possibly can. And I just want to say it definitely takes courage to write to someone, me or any other recovery person who's out there that um, feels like someone you are comfortable reaching out to. That takes courage. Um, going to a meeting takes courage. Joining an online group. I just, I totally salute everyone who is moving into the action phase of their recovery. So the stages of change are pre-contemplation, when we don't know that we have a problem, contemplation, when we're starting to think we have a problem, preparation, when we're deciding what on earth we're going to do about this problem, and then action, where we do something about it. And so when you write to me or anyone else that is uh, holding up the light, the shining a light of recovery, um, you're moving into action. When you go to a meeting, you're moving into action. When you call your therapist, join an online group. When you, um, whenever you are taking an action that advances your recovery, you are moving out of that preparation stage into action stage and starting the change. So that is really, really exciting. And um, I know it's vulnerable and scary, but vulnerability is the same as courage, according to Brene Brown, and I love that reminder. And um, I'm really, really um, touched that people write. And in fact, on the retreat that I was just on, two of the women there were women who had written in to this podcast years ago and um, uh, took some time. We went back and forth and got them connected with different um different forms of support and uh, and now fast forward you know a couple of years later and and here we find ourselves in the same sharing circle on a recovery retreat so that really touched my heart and just blows my mind that in this great big world um, we can reach out into the ether and find support and encouragement and make friends for life it's pretty amazing um, I also want to thank, speaking of Friends for Life around the globe, uh, Mrs. D, Lada Dan, still doing amazing things uh, in New Zealand. And her website, her project is uh, livingsober.org.nz. And she has posted an excerpt from my new book, The Unpickled Holiday Survival Guide. And uh, so if you are thinking about reading that book or just want to learn a little bit about uh, 
some, some strategies for success over the holidays, head on over to livingsober.org.nz and, uh, and look for that post, which is featuring um, an excerpt from my book. I also have a link to it posted on Unpickled on Facebook. So thanks, Lada. I appreciate that. And um, there's still lots of time to get a copy of that book if you haven't gotten it yet. Um, it's available print or ebook on Amazon, or you can also ask your local bookstore to order it in for you. And uh, I guess the last thing I wanted to tell you is that um, there's some pretty exciting episodes I'm working on. I've been pre-recording a bunch of interviews that are going to be made into some special um holiday episode so that even though I'm going to take a break and go on a year-end vacation, a I think a pretty well-deserved break from the podcast after um, 49 episodes, and I'll be producing three more at least for the holiday season. So that equals more than one week <laughs> for the year of 2019. That's not bad, guys. That is not bad. Um so I'm I'm really excited about this. So while I was on retreat, I managed to pull no less than 11 different women into my room and interview them um, so that we have um, their perspective. And we, are, we talked about everything from, you know, how they got sober to how they get through the holidays and also um, what they would say to me if I called them from a bathroom stall of a a holiday party saying help SOS um, and they kind of talked me through a moment of crisis so um, we're going to make those into some special special um, episodes over the holidays and then also I have a, a series of some familiar voices from past shows that have been sending in their holiday wishes so that'll also be coming up in the weeks to come so stay tuned so that's everything I wanted to update you on. Um, I always feel weird when I've sat here and talked to myself for 20 minutes or so. It feels a little weird. Not exactly sure what I said. I know there's notes on the page in front of me, but I'm not sure I stuck to them all that well. So um, if you're still here, thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for keeping me company. I didn't want to go a week without posting a show, and um, I was going to, but you know what happens if I don't post a show? Um, I I get letters right away from people that are waiting for it and wondering if everything's okay. So I just thought I would put a friendly voice in your ear and let you know that um, I'm here. I'm sober. I hope you are too. If you're not, let's do something about that. Um, I can connect you to people that will help you. Uh, there's online groups. There's amazing, amazing resources out there. And, um, of course, there's uh, 260 episodes of the Bubble Hour for you to listen to as well. So that's all I've got for this week, you guys. Um, stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come. And uh, I'll be off skiing with my grandkids over Christmas. I'm super looking forward to that. And then we will be back in January with new episodes for season eight, if you can believe it, season eight. Oh, my goodness. So that's all I've got for you for this week, everyone. Until next time, take good care. I own it. I did it. Not proud, but that was me. And when I face it, I take back a little dignity. Not looking for want to be free from power, weakness head on me, 